Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sage Advice Podcast. I am your host, as usual, Sin Sage. Today, I have a very special guest. It is Cadence Lux, and I will let you introduce yourself, please. Oh, okay. Well, hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. So happy to have you. So please um, tell everyone a little bit about like who you are and what you do. Yeah, okay. So, you know, as you said, name Cadence Lux. Um, so I've been, I guess, a better way to say it would just be adult performer or adult, you know, industry member for better part of like 10 years now. So yeah, do a lot of things, do a lot of things. And uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So about 10 years ago is when you kind of got started performing in the industry. Is that right? Yeah. So I would say, let's see, like probably year, what, 2012 or 13 was the year that I started. Mm -hmm. So yeah, coming up on basically 10 years. So when you did get into the industry, was that through, did you do like your first job? Was it like a photo shoot or was it a scene? Like what was your first experience right no so originally my first like dip my toes into the industry experience was actually through webcamming um which i feel like is a pretty common segue for a lot of people you know you kind of like dip your toes into the the whole getting naked on webcam in front of people to see if you could do it you know on a larger scale mm -hmm. so of course that's yeah. how i started and i you know i've told that story a bunch but it's basically to sum it up i knew a girl who had started doing it and i was like that sounds sick like people of course were talking shit you know small town that whole thing <laughs> and i heard about yeah. it and i was like wait she's getting paid to masturbate like sign me up <laughs> what am i doing <laughs> like right? why am i why am i working in a restaurant like that's confusing you know <laughs> So, so basically from there, you know, I did webcamming for a while and then I got approached about scenes and I pretty much started doing scenes and then never stopped, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned a small town. You don't have to say what the small town is, but like what state was it in? Um, upstate New York. So. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. So there's some, sm the smaller the town, you know, the attitudes are 
less enthusiastic towards <laughs> sex work, maybe. <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely. Yeah. People people are just so close minded, you know, and so yeah. in their own in their own little heads about things. So yeah, of course at that mm -hmm. time and we're still talking like ten years ago, I do think that there has been a little bit of progression towards like our industry and the outlook of people a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying a lot. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But like sure. Basically, 10 years ago, yeah, people, of course, had things to say. And I personally was just like, I think that's badass. Like, there's nothing to me. There was yeah. never anything wrong with that. Like, I was like, I actually think that's very admirable that somebody would do that. And that was kind of why I took the path because it was like, that's it's sick. It's admirable. Like, it takes a brave person to do what we do. Yeah, I guess so. I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> It does. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, like I, I've thought about it, but yeah, to just be like, well, I'm so brave, you know, to me. Well, I guess just for me, it was very much like my nature, you know? So I was, I was just like, well, yeah, this is like what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. Like, it's just, you know, whereas for a lot right. of people, it's very much like I want to do it, but I have all these reasons to be, I don't know, afraid, but you know, sort of trepidatious about it. Right. Um, so, but yeah, when you look at it from that angle, I mean, it really is it takes courage to be like, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I want to live my own life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what yeah. we're trying to encourage people to do on the show. Not necessarily go out and be sex workers, but to not care so much about what other people have to say about exactly. how the way you live your own life. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And your own choices. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. For sure. Cool. So did you come out to your parents about the work that you do or your family or your friends? Yeah. So originally like the first time I ever went and took that plunge from the webcam to the fly to Miami and do five scenes for mofos. Um, I like told, oh, yeah. I basically had told a couple people just so that like people knew where I was, but I didn't tell of my course. family. I did not yeah. tell my family before it happened. So I kind of waited yeah. until, yeah, you know, I was like, well, you know, let me go test this out and see how it goes. Cause it could have been a situation where, Maybe I did it once and I didn't actually enjoy it. Now, I didn't think that was going to happen, but right. you, never, you never know until you do something. So I wasn't fully, yeah. you know, like, I'm going to go do this and it's going to be my career from now on. So I wasn't, you know, so I didn't see a yeah. point in, in making a whole um, ordeal out of that if it wasn't going to stick around permanently. So then when I finally did, you know, have the whole discussion, it was tough at first for them to see basically that you know they they kind of felt responsible in a way I feel like that is a common mm -hmm. thing where they're just like what did I do wrong and I'm what like what did I do wrong right and they've and trust me they've come so far I mean like my mom and I joke all the time like when I used to do sessions as a dominatrix my mom would be like oh are you peeing mm -hmm. on men today for money you know like <laughs> yes yes We've come so far from the where did I go wrong. But of course, initial response yeah. from a parent when you're 20 years old and your daughter did this, like, of course, it's not yeah. going to go super smoothly, I guess, expectedly. Yeah. But yeah, but we've we've come a long way. So yeah, of course, it, it was hard at first. But you know, I think it was just about getting them to realize that they actually raised me to be, you know, smart and to trust judgments and to only put myself in situations where I know I'm going to be good. And if I'm not good, then I'll remove myself from the situation, you know? So they, they've they come around a lot and they know that I would, you know, basically always do the right thing for myself in any situation. Yeah. Uh, I love hearing that. And, 
you know, it, it's so lucky too. Um, and it is a very similar story to, you know, coming out as queer as well. It's like, oftentimes the initial reaction can be very shocking, but if you can give it time and if you don't decide to cut out each other from each other's lives, you know, it's like an evolution starts to happen. Right. Um, especially with parents as they see that like, you're taking care of yourself. Like you can pay for health insurance. You can pay for a place to live and car and car insurance and all of these things that like, especially nowadays have this grand financial barrier to, to be able to fucking have a car and car insurance and a place to live, you know? Right. All of it's so expensive and, now. Yeah. And especially coming out of high school, I always talk about this where it's like, you're in high school and you're like, fuck, I need a job. Well, okay, but how are you going to get to work? You need a car. Okay, but how am I going to get a car without a job? Like this, exactly. this paradoxical cycle that they dump you into the world with. And it's like, well, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. And so for so many of us, it's like, you know, the concept of doing sex work is like, well, this is something that's a, a low barrier of entry that can then give me access to the things I need to live a good life. No, um, so right. yeah, I think I think when parents kind of see that that's happening for you and that you're showing up and you're happy, you're not depressed, you're living a good life, you're traveling, you're having fun, you're, you know, it's like, well, how can you really be mad at that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were pretty, the whole, you know, that reaction didn't last long at all for me. Luckily, they were pretty yeah. supportive kind of from the jump on everything. And, you know, I feel like that was a very major part of continuing on because it probably would have been really hard for me to continue on not with the support of somebody I'm close with so totally. I'm glad I'm glad that they came around and I'm glad you know that it worked out the way that they did like you know as far as like outlook and everything sticking the same and not like wavering when I've decided to do different different types of sex work I've always been very very right. honest and upfront with my family about what I do and yeah, so it's nice to have that. I'm very, very fortunate and like lucky to have that because I recognize it would be tough without it. Yeah, definitely. It, and it's, it is nice. I, I'm lucky in the same way. So uh, so you mentioned that you were doing dominatrix stuff for a while. Can you? So you, you said you started with camming. You did that for a while. You went down to Miami. You did some sex scenes, some hardcore sex scenes. I'm assuming some boy girl and some girl girl. Um, so what are some of the other ty types of sex work that you've engaged in and, and what did that look like for you? How did you like right. it? Right. The, oh, I mean, it's been such a like catalyst of events when I think about like, like the different periods of time I've had in the 10 years, you know? So I, like I said, webcaming yeah. starting out and then jumping kind of right into mainstream boy, girl, girl, girl group scenes and then I started doing a couple fetish shoots, and actually, that might have been how we met originally. Well, was... we 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 originally met, through, which I do like talking to, yeah, about yeah, uh, yeah. how I originally met my guests too. We originally met actually. Well, this is my memory: is that when um, intimacy, intimacy creations, or what? What is it? It's industry productions or something of the sort. Intimacy yeah, industry productions or something product. like that. Yes, yes. Yes. And so it was my uh, my husband Drake's first time at Fetish Con. But oh, yeah. This, produce, this guy who produces uh, just straight sex scenes, not not even fetishy, 
um, but he came down to FetishCon to work with models. And so he paid us to do a threesome and it was yes. amazing. I was immediately yes. just like, oh my God, I love this girl. Like, cause I you know. were just so into it. You're, you're definitely like such a natural and you were just, you could tell you were having fun. It was joyful. You know, you had this big squirt. It was really hot. Like I loved it. And then yeah. you suck. You suck my husband's dick like the same way I do. And that was so hot. <laughs> That's so I love. I okay. Like, yes. I'm, I'm going to apologize because I we totally went way off the question you asked and just went on about our first our we'll first time. <laughs> I'm not going to we'll apologize because it was actually a beautiful first meeting. Like, come on. We had a great time. It was very fun. Very, very yes. fun. But it's so funny. And then, yeah. I, and then I was like, and then we, because we were on our travels at that time, traveling in the van, and I had someone at FetishCon was supposed to do a strap on custom with me, but she got a little too fucked up and couldn't do it. So then I asked the client, like, because I knew we were heading west, and at the time you were mm -hmm. in Colorado, and so I asked the client, like, would it be okay if I did it with her instead? And he said yes. And then yes. the magic happened and we did exactly that at your place. And I was just yes. like, it was still the same. You were just so good. And ah, like, it was so fun. You're so, so yeah. Cute. And that that's kind of like how it blossomed. And then I was like, can I work with this girl anytime I get a chance, please? <laughs> I know. I love work. I always say like anytime somebody brings your name up, I'm like, oh, I love sin. Like we, we yeah. work so well together. You're, you know, it's the same thing with you. You're just, oh, yeah. you're, you can tell you're so in it. And I love when people yeah. are just like in it with me, you know, like I'm like, yes. I'm, here, I'm here to like, you know, we're doing something. We're not, you know, this yeah. isn't just a, I'm like, this isn't just a paycheck. Like while it, while it right. is a job, while it is a job, if I can find a like-minded person to enjoy it with, you know, then that I have a chemistry with, then why wouldn't I? Yeah, it makes it, it makes the job so much better. So <laughs> like, much easier. It's just so much yeah. easier. All that, all that, all that put together, basically, Sin and I are in love. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> but, but okay, uh, so, but we were talking about that. Yeah. Then you, yeah, you, so you got into fetish, which I wanted to comment is interesting because it's usually the other way around. Well, in my experience with people that I know, it's like starting out with fetishy stuff and then going into porn. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that I just jumped right into porn, but I also like didn't really know there was like such a world in fetish and that I could mm -hmm. do so much with it so i just wasn't aware until yeah. i got into porn and then i got one booking with one fetish producer and then i was like wait and then i when i was living in jersey at that time or excuse me i moved to jersey shortly after like the beginning of my career like within a year of starting i feel like i moved to philly and jersey area mm -hmm. and that's when i started searching more like you know kelly logan and all of those yes. like fetish producers yes in that area and started being like wow there's such a industry for this where I don't even have to like fuck somebody that's sick yeah while I yeah, while, I, while I do like fucking it's a lot course. on your it's a lot on your body and fetish is fun to do so anyways started yeah, doing it's like acting yeah exactly I love like to playing I mean, pretend kind of it's fun yeah right and so you know I love to act and that's you know that's an obvious thing but anyways so got into yeah. fetish work then I then I found a dungeon and I started to do dominatrix work at the same time and that was that was okay. a fun little that was a fun little period of time in my life you know I don't really do that anymore um as far as like sessions okay. I love doing dominatrix like clips and I love doing shoots yeah. with stuff like that love that but I don't mm -hmm. you know I don't really do the sessions but that was a fun little 
period of time, you know, fun little year and a half, two years that I did that like professionally. And then basically ever since that period, it's been a flip flop back of like doing mainstream, doing fetish always. But, you know, I kind of take breaks from mainstream and just do my own thing or do fetish work. That's kind of what I'm doing now is just kind of, excuse me, doing um, fetish shoots and working for, you know, my own stuff and trying to figure all that out and do all that in a better way. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of like a big a rundown of like the gist of how it all like scaled down and out to where I'm at now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many questions. So, yes. uh, when you're talking about doing your own thing, you're, you're referring to like OnlyFans. Do you also have clip stores yet or? So, not yet. Or anything like that? Okay. Right. Ba- basically, right now, I'm just doing OnlyFans. I'm still doing um, shoots for like other people, not a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I work with Tina Lee Comet a lot and, um, yeah. you know, Beauties and Bondage and stuff and Bound to Burst. Like, I work with them a lot. But um, yeah, right now I'm just kind of focusing on my OnlyFans stuff, just doing that. And then I'm planning to open some actually femdom like based clip stores come like fall. I'm just kind of waiting. Yes. I'm in like a weird transition. I'm, I'm moving in like June, which is soon. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. I have to do all this moving stuff and I don't want to like when I open this content, I want it to be really, really well done. So, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna basically focus kind of gear in on some femdom stuff and get kind of back to that because I I do have a following in it and I do have like such a joy in doing it. I think it's so fun. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about the time in the in the dungeon, working in the dungeon. So just logistically, kind of, I'm, I'm curious. Is it like so the customer pays? the club for an hour and then the club gives you like half of that and then you try to get a tip from the customer or like what's the I'm curious about that you know it's I don't remember the exact breakdown because this was I think I was like 21 22 so it was literally like 10 years ago so I don't remember like the exact breakdown but I will say that yeah you gave them like a house fee kind of like if you were you're working in a strip club you kind of gave them a a cut of your hourly rate and I just don't remember the breakdown but yeah it was like that and you would have a room or whatever that you would pick Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah that was it was fun um I that segued me into learning about a lot of different things I didn't know about I mean that was like the first time I peed on somebody um hell yeah I I had that that was that was something that I that was something that I kind of just jumped into like I didn't know much about being a dominatrix before I just threw myself into working in a dungeon in Philadelphia like I didn't really know and I was just like I'm interested in this and I bet I can be good at it so I just like started doing it and I wasn't bad I don't think I'm bad at it I think I'm pretty good at it yeah so (laughs) yeah oh I I could see that a hundred percent yeah so what was like what what was some, if you can remember, some common things that that you'd be doing in sessions? Like common things for me that I did in sessions, to be honest, just because of my, I feel like personally, it's my personal opinion. I got a lot of foot fetish, like foot worship guys, simply yeah. be simply because I feel like people didn't think I looked like I could like beat them up. You know, I have more of like a soft look to me girl next door like look I don't think a lot of people maybe I did get some of that I did get some like 
corporal punishment and just some people that wanted me to just of course and, and of course pegging like I was doing pegging and all that stuff and yeah but I got I got a lot of foot fetish guys so of course like as much as I love the foot fetish I was like man why can't I be beating people up all day like come on give me the, <laughs> give me the people that want me to like paddle them for an hour like come on yes yeah, you need to – you're like, I need to pl- practice my flogging skills. <laughs> That's what right. I'm here for. Right. Hello. Like, what am I doing here if I'm not getting good at flogging? <laughs> like, I should be amazing at it, and I'm just decent at it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. cool. That's so cool. But that, it, was, it was fun. I've, I have a lot of – a lot of definitely crazy stories from back then, I feel like, like, I I have some crazy ones. I don't know how crazy we can get on this podcast, but I could tell as you one of my crazy as you want. Please, please, that's <laughs> okay, what we're here okay. for. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how sick and disgusting, interested can I just get? Like, just let me know. All the way. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one time I had a client who, yeah, he wanted to do water sports, and so you know, for people who don't know what that might be. You know, just me urinating on him, peeing on him. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. And at this, you know, at this time, this was a long time ago, but I was like, all right, I need to be prepared. So I'm like drinking Gatorade, drinking water, drinking tea. I'm drinking like multiple beverages to prepare for this, right? Oh, yeah. So we get doing the session and we're just we're going off like I'm it's going very well. I have, you know, lots of like chuck pads laid on the ground so that like it's soaking everything up. Yeah, I see on the wall because there's like a wall of gags right to my right. And I like look over and I see this like funnel gag. So it's a literal. Oh, yes, the funnel. So, so it's a funnel gag, and I'm like, perfect, right? Because he was down with consumption, so we were even doing that oh, route. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So I grab that, put it on him, and of course, I just, I pretty much tell him, I'm like, if you, you know, if you need to sit up, like sit up. But like, so because mm-hmm. like he was on, you know, so I wanted to be safe about it still. But he was like stoked on it, and I'm like, all right, if you need to sit yeah. up, and I'm I'm trying to control it myself by just doing little like spurts, spurts instead of yeah. instead of like dousing this man with a funnel in his mouth. Um, <laughs> and so I push a little too hard in one of my little spurts. And um, so long story short, like he just sat up and um, spewed like he got sick. Like vomited. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> With and, the gag still in his mouth? Well, obviously he spit it out. I had not strapped it. Okay. What I did is I just put it because I didn't oh, want to be – I was trying to be safe about it. So I didn't like make him lift his totally. head up and like tie it. I just stuck it in his mouth and like pulled it okay. onto his face and was being like hot about it. Like, don't you spit this oh, yeah. gag out. But also I'm not going to totally. strap it to your head so that you don't drown. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yes. The, 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 the caring dominatrix, you know, it's like – Of course. It's like a, but anyways he gets sick he's super embarrassed I'm like you know I'm you're also like this I'm very I'm not phased by bodily things like I'm very I'm like okay it's not not a big deal yeah I'm like 
whatever. He's embarrassed. I like go out into the hallway to go get some cleaning supplies. I need to like, you know, make sure if there's any splat or whatever. It was actually fine. Like all the chuck pads caught everything. It was fine. He had nothing to worry about. But um, as I go out, the lady who owned the dungeon, she was amazing. I loved her. She, um, she looks at me and she's like, oh, having fun. And I'm like, um, well, he just like got sick. And she's like, oh, I thought that was you throwing up on him. <laughs> like she thought oh he was there for, for a Roman shower. He wanted which that. She thought that he, yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> no, 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 no. Oh. That, was not, that was not what that I was. was. Happening? No. no, that's not what was happening. Like, yeah. So that's like one of my most extreme stories, I would say. Um, and I, lo- I look back, I like look back on some of this shit now. You know, like literally nine, ten years later, and I'm like, I could, I should have like written a book. Like, what? Oh, you still can. Yeah, you know, but you know, how, you know how it, you know how it is with the, uh, with the smoking of the weed. It's like, damn, like oh, I, for I, sure. if I would have wrote these things down as they were happening, that would have yes. been real smart. The vibrancy, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gone. It's gone. Just, you know, the vibrancy is not gone with the with that. But, I do. Yeah, I do wild. know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that story. And um, I love what you say, too, about, you know, I wish more sort of uh, sex workers, clients of sex workers, fans and stuff, because I do know that. um, And even sometimes like we're working with newer people, let's say. And, you know, like if you're doing an anal scene, you know, it is and poo comes out. It's like no big deal. This is what expected it's expected is almost that's exactly what i was gonna say it's like um well you're putting something somewhere and something happens oh that's right to be expected so yeah i I understand i understand though also that some people are just inherently queasy and and that's okay yes totally and and but that's what i was getting to yeah is like ahead, is yeah. like that yeah yeah so like with that stuff and it's like if it was me that it happened to like if it was poo coming out of my butt I would also be like mortified but I try to tell people I'm working with like don't be mortified please like it's totally okay this is normal as fuck yes. or like period blood like that happens you know and I'm just like totally fine like this is just part of the job you know yeah. so yeah like with puke happens and you're just like puke happens you know what do you do i've puked on a cock before like it's a thing 100 percent. <laughs> like- <laughs> i can i honestly yeah. can imagine like you know that being queasy and being in sex work have to be so hard like i honestly just don't yes it's, i don't think it's it's hard like i feel like it would be really hard to be like really shy of stomach and do sex work because sometimes like you know you're just gonna see and experience some things that are gonna happen that might make the normal person uncomfortable and we're just yeah. like whatever it's another wednesday like are we good? Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah like it's gonna be fine are we, we'll get are over we this, good? I promise. we'll be fine <laughs> yeah. yeah i've i've had plenty of embarrassed i mean I've had plenty of embarrassing things even and myself happen on set and I'm like I'm mortified but nobody else cares you know like nobody else everybody's like you're good and I'm like yeah I know but still like when it does happen to you when it happens to you (laughs) you're like man didn't know you just like walk, walk of shame you know yeah you're like it'd be better if that didn't happen but here we are right um right 
And yeah, I when you mentioned Roman showers, that's interesting because I know that I've heard that term before, but it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if a golden shower is pissing on someone, a Roman shower is puking on someone. And what what's the what's the poo one? I'm sure there's a name for it. I I don't know. That's one I've a always garbage, tried to, a garbage shower. <laughs> that's one. That's one that I've always had to try to avoid. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't, I'm like, I don't. Want, so. I'm like, you know, you get to, you get the. I don't care. Like, I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's like Same. I don't know, but it's probably called a scout shower. I don't know. Like, what would it something like that? Someone <laughs> will tell me. I'm sure. Hopefully, <laughs> but Definitely. but yeah, I mean that's. That's one thing too. Like I've definitely had people email me over the years. I've gotten plenty of emails. Uh, can I get a video or can we do a session involving that stuff? And I'm like, I have no judgment, no shame. If that is the thing that gets you off, more power to you. But I am not going to participate in that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just yeah. not for me. It's not for <laughs> me either. Yeah, I'm no. on the I'm on the same page as you for sure with that. It's you know, and yeah, we've we've all probably gotten the emails and the questions. Oh yeah, and and it, it's just it kind of like a, it's like a I'm good. Like I'm not I'm not you know not judging exactly how you said, but it's like I'm yeah. okay. I just don't. I think not I'm for good. me. Yeah, I've already I've already done enough things. You know that I can never take back. Take on back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've, already, I've already done enough forever dumbass um things that I'm just like I'm good dude I'm like I'm 31 like I'm not doing this. <laughs> come on yeah. you know how it is you know how it is you're like oh man so yeah we're not adding scout For to sure. that list we're not adding it to no, the list definitely we're good we're good without it um but so as far as sessions go so was that your only experience doing any kind of sessions was in that dungeon atmosphere or have you ever done like wrestling sessions or tickling or, you know which uh for listeners who might not know when we talk about sessions that's usually like a in-person thing so it usually happens like could be in someone's house could be usually in a hotel room that you meet at and um pay by the hour and just perform the service. So uh, rather than being like a full service sex work type of thing, it's usually just like a based around a, a particular fetish. So fetish, either it'd be like yeah. you're wrestling together for an hour or you're um, you're tickling for an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so that's, that's like a session. You ever done any of those? Right. So I have, I've done a couple like just in hotels over the years um, with clients that I've seen, you know, or like vetted a long time ago. But yeah, that's it's it's been very little like the most of what I did was in the dungeon. And then I have a friend who has a dungeon in Denver also. And so I'd worked with I'd worked with her like two, maybe twice. I went out there and did doubles with her a couple years ago. This was probably, you know, still probably three years ago maybe so other than that no like I you know it's just so tough because for me it's always a safety thing I mean you can only get people so far and and for the especially for the wrestling I I love doing wrestling shoots with you know with female producers that I work with and you know but I'm not I'm not gonna go I personally can't go wrestle a dude in a hotel. I have no desire to do it. And it's just because I'm, I'm mostly, I'm just like, I don't have the energy to vet these people and like go through this process. And you, and you have to, I mean, you need to be And if And if you're not, you should, because, you know, 
you should because you never you just never know and yeah, yeah i i'm not you know and for me like wrestling too is just like there's so much that can go wrong, go wrong. you have to be so careful and i have a lot of respect for all my friends that do do that because it is you know yeah. it's a lot of work too it's a lot of yeah. physical work <laughs> on you and i'm just like yeah. man you know so but yeah. yeah but i had a lot of fun over the years doing i've done tons of tickling sessions back in the day i used to love yeah you know tickling people and tons of foot fetish and all that stuff and you know i've nice. had tons of fun and all of that but there's certain things i've just personally stayed away from just because i don't i don't know enough to do it it's like you know it's yeah. one of those things where yeah. i'm like i don't i don't know enough about how to vet somebody so i'm just like not gonna go through this when i don't have you know i don't need yep. to yeah same i did some uh fantasy wrestling sessions probably around like 2010 um, but it was like a handful and it was hard to do the vetting. Uh, so since then, like not really, but I do sessions, but only when it's like a fellow performer that I know is like, I do sessions with this guy. He's very safe, reasonable, fun to work with. Da, 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 right. da. Like I need a, I need a glowing review. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, I feel safe because I know this person. I know this performer very well they're not going to do, you know, put me in harm's way. No, so that's, no. but that's like the only way that I'm willing to do them. And so that's why it's like maybe a couple times a year at the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that situation is definitely good for sure. You have to have, right. if, if a friend is like, oh, this person, that's mm -hmm. a totally different thing, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's the same thing too with wrestling. I was like, you know, around that time as well, I had just, it was either right before or I think it was after my my head injury. And so I was like really nervous because I don't know, what if some guys like throwing me around or, or yeah. I'm, what if we what if I just accidentally hit my head really hard on that's a valid. thing? That's <laughs> Which valid. I do all the time anyway. Right. Just walking. <laughs> You're yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, just walking. <laughs> So the chances are high. Um, yeah, and, no, yeah, and then that'd be a severe medical issue or like just, you know, or like I got my, I have my hip replacement surgery in 2015. So it's like if I wrestled with someone and they yanked my leg the wrong way, I could have a dislocation and then I'm in the hospital and it's like a horrific experience and stuff. So it's just like, I need to know the person or know that I know someone who has done it with them several times. Like I'll still do wrestling. If the person's like, listen, this guy just, he wants you to dominate him. He basically yeah. lays there flopping around like one a fish. Like one sided. Yeah, exactly. One sided. <laughs> That's like, that would, and I've had friends, like, like you said, fellow performers ask me like, Oh, do you want to do this wrestling session with this guy? Like he's great, whatever. And I've been like, if I do a wrestling session, it will be one sided. Like, yeah, I'm exactly. like, there, I'm like, there, you, I love, yeah. I love like, my face right then. Like, I'm just like, it will be one sided. Yeah. I'm, yeah. that was always my thing, like, would have been my rule. But I, I'm trying to even think, like, I've done plenty of like scissoring, um, shoots like scissor hold shoots and because mm -hmm. you know that's like a fetish in itself um and i've done yeah. like mi mixed wrestling a little bit but like mm -hmm. yeah it's just um yeah i don't even think i've done much of that i mainly just wrestle girls all the time yeah yeah <laughs> you know which is I mean, it's, it's a whole different better ballpark. anyway yeah <laughs> yeah yeah of course of course <laughs> 
So let me uh, get down to the question I love asking everybody. So when was the first time that you encountered sexual entertainment in the world that you like saw a magazine with boobies in it or something like that? And what, what was it? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, honestly, you know what I think it was for me? It was like the late night shows on TV on like Oxygen that would be on like 12 a.m. <laughs> called like Bliss. And then they had um, Talk Sex with Sue Johansson. Do you remember that show? No, I don't remember. I, I, Oxygen was a channel when I was younger that I was just like, oh, that's like an Oprah channel or something. Like I just didn't I mean, have any interest in it. I think it kind of was that they had like softcore. Um, basically, they had a show and I remember the name was Bliss of the show and it would come on at like midnight or something. And it was like talk sex with Sue Johansson and then bliss. So like talk sex with Sue Johansson. She's just this like little old lady. You should look it up later. Um, she's just I'm like, going like, to. She's Sounds just this awesome. little this little old lady, and people call in and ask her like sex questions. And yeah, oh my and, God. And, you know, I was definitely young when this happened. So um, yeah, she was just like OG like sex talk, you know. Um, but they had the show called Bliss, and they had like so it was like softcore and I think that was probably like okay. the first that I can remember if that makes sense I'm okay. sure there was subliminal yeah. I'm sure there were subliminal <laughs> subliminal things that I was missing way before that but sure. that's my that's my first like you know one that I remember being like oh what are they doing <laughs> I, rem I remember one one episode in specific was like this masquerade party where they were all oh. wearing like oh yeah they were all wearing like all these masquerade masks and like all like having like an orgy but it was like soft course so you oh, couldn't like yeah. see everything so it was like it was still really hot but i was just like whoa i kind of think it's more more erotic because usually that softcore stuff is also very like cinematic and it looks it's like so you're watching pretty. a movie, but they're doing all the dirty parts of the movie, you know, but so without hot. being super explicit. And yeah, so kind of like it's hot. Yeah, it's it like leaves, hot. It, it leaves a little bit for your mind, like yeah. in a world in a world where we get nothing left for our mind. It's like, ooh, yeah, soft, exactly. Softcore lets me <laughs> lets me just see the cinematic part. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely it's agree. It's truly erotic, you know, yes. stimulates your erotic imagination, right? Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like the sex talk show is like your generation's uh, version of what Love Line was for my generation. Did you know about this show called Love Line? No, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not familiar with Love Line. So, so yeah, oh, must be, yeah, yeah, I should, sure I'll, def called. I'll definitely look at it. But you've heard it, of. Though. You've heard of Dr. Drew, right? Oh, Dr. Yeah. Drew, Dr. Adam Drew. Carolla. So, so they hosted the show. It was also a call-in show on um, K-Rock in LA, which franchised all across the country. But yeah, so it'd just be the same people calling in with sex questions. And then you have Dr. Drew and just a comedian guy, whatever. And they're like answering the sex questions. And, oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, sounds, that sounds great. I definitely should check that out. Yeah, that was definitely that was like my I started watching that, you know, probably sixth, seventh grade. And then just like anytime I could catch it, I'm trying to watch it, you know. That's what I'm saying. Um, we it's like once you found yeah. out, you were just like, I'm gonna go watch that again. Cause I did that same yep. shit. Same shit with that show. I was like, what what time yes. is this on? <laughs> what night yes. is it? <laughs> Friday? Got I it. Next, it. I got plans next week. But yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're just just being bad. Yeah, I think it's, you know. 
it's being bad. Be, it's got it. It's just being bad. It's got to be so. It's much not worse. being bad. It's being curious. Well, exactly, exactly. But like <laughs> you know, at the time we probably thought we were yes. being bad. You know, but oh, really, yeah. oh, really. It's just that's it how it, that's just how it is when you know when you're <laughs> growing up. You're curious. Everybody's curious. That's and right. We all you know we all go through that. I think in that in that range of. I don't know, nine nine to thirteen. Everybody's kind of just like, hmm. Very curious. <laughs> I'm very I'm yeah. very curious. And you know, and mm-hmm. I think that that's just a normal thing in our society for everybody that we just like don't talk about much, you know. Yes. For obvious for obvious normal. reasons. For obvious reasons. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, like I was, you know, chat I was I was listening to the sex talk. So I was just out here learning. <laughs> Is what yes. I was doing. Yeah, you were out here learning. I was out here yeah. like learning facts. That's right. So, but when when was the like? Do you remember the first time you actually saw something hardcore? Yeah, I think that was like you know because our generation grew up on like you know AIM Messenger and stuff like that. Like so. Yeah. From there, you would get like chat rooms. So I remember like being you know young and getting into a chat room and from there you click like a sidebar that leads you to something so that was i think pretty much probably how i like stumbled across my first hardcore thing when i was younger um was one of those things basically and i just remember again curiosity and that leads to just like clicking other things and clicking other things and then you're watching a bunch of things and then you know and then you're parents see the history and then it's like we're taking no. the computer we're taking the computer for six months and you're like all right fair i deserve that fair i deserve that fair <laughs> i love that like one thing and then you have another. a virus on your computer because you're yeah, looking at too much porn <laughs> oh your computer your computer needs to go see go see dr riggs <laughs> like, yeah. and for people who don't know who dr riggs is is uh He's basically just like the porn doctor in LA that we all joke about and use because he's just like, I don't understand. How would you describe like? Well, I mean, I'll say um, I've actually, I never visited Dr. Riggs, but I'm very familiar Ooh. with him. Um, oh, you're and, lucky. And, it, <laughs> and, but it's just that Dr. Riggs, you, rather than like going through the horse dog and pony show with any other doctor, you just walk in and you say, this is what I need. And he'll be like, here, have it. He's like, here, have the <laughs> have this shot in your ass take it yeah yeah like he knows he knows that we know what we need which is nice because a lot of doctors are not that way with sex workers so exactly but yeah your computer your computer would get all kinds of viruses and yeah so that's 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 like literally what happened to me when i was younger though that that whole scenario actually happened i like literally clicked was probably watching just like tons of porn (laughs) and um i you know got the computer taken and you know they were like we're putting it in the living room you can't even like watch it you can't even be on the computer without people around and i was like damn like on your so there was that yeah yeah, I was lucky because when we first got internet in my house growing up, um, I was just pretty savvy with it, like right off the bat. And my parents like had no idea what was going on. So <laughs> now that being said, you know, it took 20 minutes for a single photo to download. But Literally. at the same time, like they were long in bed and I was 
downloading photos and one-handed typing with people in chat rooms that's that's what i mean is it's like you know you know it's bad when you're taking up dial-up time to like look at porn like you're like we can't even use the house phone like you can't do this Mm -hmm. and it's like oh i'm being selfish (laughs) yeah this is a this is a me problem yes (laughs) so how how do you identify sexually what's your sexual identity I mean, I guess I would just say pansexual. Yeah, I I always kind of lean more towards that. Like as far as any type of label goes with sexuality, it's the one that's kind of like resonated with me the most. And the fact that like yeah. I'm not I'm not attracted to a specific sex. Um, I just like a person if I like a person. Um, I mean, I'm definitely like you know queer. Like I you know like yeah, I love I just love people and I love I love sexy people and I love people that are sweet (laughs) and that I vibe with and yeah you know and I'm definitely like super into women and as you know and yeah yeah. but (laughs) I think pansexual would be probably the best like label to to run with for me yeah totally um was there a time you had an awakening or a time you were realizing that about yourself and did you have to go through like a coming out process for that too I feel like I went through a natural awakening just like on my own at a pretty young younger age like you know we all we all again leading back to the curiosity we all like explored in our own certain ways and you know I would like kiss girlfriends and I'm you know middle school like kiss girlfriends mm-hmm. and yeah I knew like pretty early that I was into females just because I was like kiss oh confirmed like you know you'd like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you're curious about these things when you do them and you're like, oh, wow, that's like very, that's very, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm confirming that, like that, that feels nice. So <laughs> I didn't really have, I wouldn't say like, I guess necessarily like an awakening. I was just kind of like, I just like fell into it and was like, this makes sense. And as far as like coming out, it's like, I always just like, I like told my parents that I was bi like at a pretty young age mm-hmm. and they kind of just like never, you know, they kind of were just like, okay. And like hey, never, never, awesome. like they were kind of just like, like okay, like they never really like went into it. And you know, my older sister is is has a partner. Like she's you know she's a lesbian, and like it's mm-hmm. just never really been a thing. Like I never really had to come out to anybody. Mm-hmm. I kind of, yeah. I kind of was just always like it you know like it was just just I was just kind of me and everybody just kind of got it like you know everybody in my life knew from an early stage to like I like girls and I was never shy about that and was always like very open about being a sexual person from an early on age I feel like so it made it made the whole process of all of that pretty easy for me just being the yeah it was kind of natural so have you ever dated a girl um like not really because and I hesitate and like like think about it for a second because it's like sort of but I don't think the girls ever like took it seriously like I would be like down to date them and then I was like oh is this just for like show or yes so I don't count any of the times that I've thought maybe I was dating a girl I'm like I I thought we were but like I think they just wanted to you know have like yeah have the show of it it's like this girl say it and then it's like you're fake like (laughs) yeah that's the thing yeah 
Yeah. So what year did you graduate high school? 2010. Okay. Yeah. Well, and gosh, we've changed a lot as a culture since then even. But it's, it's really, it's nice to like think about that world where it was different that, you know, I w- I graduated 2001. So I had a girlfriend in high school, not for very long, but we were holding hands. But like, you know what I mean? It was, that was a big fucking deal. Right. And n- thinking about it now, I mean, it depends on where you are, of course, like location. I mean, good God, if you're in fucking Tennessee or Texas, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but just saying like um, that it feels different now. It feels like you can just kind of be who you are and people are like that's cool <laughs> you know young yeah. people young people. they're just young like the hope for this country i feel you know yeah there's Ugh, there's don't. always there's always like a glimmer of it right like that's how i feel it's yes. like there's always a glimmer of it and you know like the more that we can just be like accepting about it in front of other people too because i think it's all you know i think it's a lot of times people like say things or do things or expect a reaction out of somebody in a certain and it's just like if you're just like about like you know kind of like shrug about something like no like why would that matter to me you know even even like and that's steeping even into like even in past sexuality and past all that that's seeping into like different problems too like even like home you know people talking about like homeless people and being like oh and it's like you look at them and they're like okay so these are like people too that you're talking about and like you know it's kind of like dude like i get it you know like people don't want this shit around or whatever but it's like you know people are just the more you can show people like why are you saying something like that or kind of like you know give them give them kind of like a piece of your mind in a in a non like offensive or defensive way like yeah i think that that's like the best thing that we can do is like and not speaking as like an ally but like in that type of situation i don't know i just feel like it, it definitely has come for come really far as far as like that but i think it could go even further and you know well i feel like a lot of the like- bad a lot of the bads highlighted too though you know what i mean so it's like there's yeah. a lot of good good that we're not that we don't get to hear about we just get to see like the bad shit that, that's highlighted and talked about it's true it's so true and it's and if some of these places it feels like they're purposefully doing it to be a thing that will be highlighted you know what i mean right. to be a thing to sort of to try to take our hope away to try to take our pride away you know to right. hurt us and get us to right. give up fuck that (laughs) not gonna do it no yeah um i'm even considering like when nashville has pride in june like if there's a way that i could um get down to nashville and do their pride event and do it in full drag like put on a beard and mustache with makeup and like you know what i mean just be full drag and then just walk out on the streets with everybody else and be like what are you gonna do fucking arrest me like Let's oh go. <laughs> shit that would be great so, yeah because they just they just passed like a drag law correct like so i'm it's yeah. so it's so bad because i i say this and like i say it with all good intentions i try so hard to not pay attention to shit going on because it just brings me Same. down <laughs> so when i Girl, when i say when i oh say they God. just they just did this right it's because i i definitely saw something about it and i just was like, was like wow this is upsetting and i can't like <laughs> too I can't. Far into it I can't. it's it's just I'm you know 
yeah, it's mentally taxing. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I'm missing out on like some important shit. But at the end of the day, it's like probably not. But it's, just, it, it's, it's hard because it's like, well, I feel sometimes it's this constant pull between like I need to protect my mental health and sanity on this side but then on the other side I I feel this like passionate fire yes yeah to like fight or whatever but uh, there's got there's got to be like a middle ground um and I do the same thing where like I turned off the news on my phone like I don't that's not even on my phone anymore um I don't go to Twitter to see like what's trending and stuff like no I'm not that's the worst thing you could do for your mental health. No, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like I follow I, like It Gets Better Project and like Trevor Project and stuff on Instagram. And then you can kind of see sort of like the people who are doing the good things, you know, like where the hope is and yeah. try to just push for that and spread the word for that and stuff like that. But I, I do the same thing. Like sometimes I'm like, I just need to look away from all of that right now because I'm not trying to be miserable all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You know? It's tough. They're you know, you trying got... to crush our spirits. Like yeah. You kind of have to pick and choose, you know, and I think yeah. I think we've I think I talked to you about this when we were talking about doing conventions the other day. I think you we had mentioned yeah. and I'm like, man, it's just like I have to pick and choose what I put my mental energy into these days. You know, yeah. and it's that's just that's yeah. just like in all walks of life and, and building like boundaries and specific things like you have to just pick what you can like dump your time and your feeling and your energy into. And, you know, that's yeah. definitely one of those things is as far as like news, it's like, OK, I need to stay informed a little bit, but it's like how much, you know, <laughs> how, yeah, much, how much. How much? Like, where's the line of where, where this is starting to like bring me down? So, yeah, that's yeah. It's just about Same balance and all of that balance. fun stuff yeah balance yeah. with all of that it's it's tough to find but so switching gears a little bit but speaking of boundaries um you, so you've been in the industry about 10 years uh doing mm -hmm. boy girl 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 all the things but recently you have decided to no longer do boy girl and is that a like for now thing is that like a forever thing is that like or do you want to maybe explain some of your reasoning behind that and how, and, and it's interesting too, because uh, I think there are a lot of performers who do that, who uh, stop doing boy girl for a while and then maybe they get back into it or they never do or, but they started out doing it. I'm wondering if yeah. you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a person that does, I just don't enjoy like saying never about something. Cause then it's like, well, totally. if I do, if I do decide to ever come back, people will be like, well, remember that one time on this podcast yeah. where you said you would never do this again? Like shame on yeah. you. But you said, you said, <laughs> when you this, say something, at, you can never change your mind. <laughs> at this date, at 55 minutes and 43 seconds in, you said this, like, so, <laughs> so I'm not going to say like never, um, right now it's just really? man i just really i just i got in and i love i love my job i do um i got in and it's just like this is so much fun like i love having sex with everybody but then the more you do it the more you realize different things about your body your body changes mm -hmm. over time for sure like with age your body changes the things you can handle change um mm -hmm. so i've just kind of gotten to a point where i'm like you know what i'm really good at girl girl i love girl girl and you know yeah. there's nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> there's um 
nothing wrong with kind of just taking a pause for my body's sake and my health's sake and kind of just focusing more on girl girl and solo stuff and like I said really really wanting to get into the the femdom stuff um once I get more settled I just want to do it right you know because it's been I've spent a lot of my career like as far as like my own content I've spent doing it very amateur style which is like totally fine there's nothing wrong with it and it works a lot of people love it and I'll probably always do that for for only fans it's like you know it's kind of just like hookup hookup style like I'm not you know but when I do the when I am refocusing on like the femdom stuff and trying to get that going come fall it's like I want to make sure it looks sick and I want to make sure I look sick and I want to make sure the lighting's cool and I want to make sure the set looks good (laughs) so I'm just like I'm kind of like there with that you know and being like kind of like okay like I'm taking a step back from mainstream personally in general Mm -hmm. not just not just boy girl like I'm kind of just not gonna be doing the LA trips and you know kind of just focus on other things and yeah just like boy girl wasn't serving me for it right now and I think that's you know that's just a normal flow of things and like I said I'm not a fan of never but I'm leaning more towards probably not going back because I'm just like there's you know, it's like there's really no need to do anything ex- unless you want to do it. And I don't really yeah. want You know, it's like I don't really – it's not – no offense, guys. It's not that I don't love dick. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like yeah. I lo- I like to do the girl-girl. I like to make love to the ladies. Yeah. And I like to yeah. do the fet- – I love to do the fetish stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. those are things I'll probably continue to always – do like you know i i don't yeah. see myself like stopping this industry for a while and i'll probably always be doing those and who knows in five ten years if i'm like cool i want to do a boy girl scene i'll pop back and do a boy girl scene and people will be like yeah. yo that's sick remember when she was like <laughs> rele- re- remember when she was relevant like 15 years ago <laughs> we don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's how that would go <laughs> Oh shit! I'm just kidding, sort of. But no, I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, do you ever look? Sometimes, like, for me, I'll I'll see, uh, or people will be like, "Oh, could you can you work with so and so? Or did you make a video with so and so? Can you or whatever?" And I'm just like looking at all these girls, and I'm like, I've never even heard of these people. Like, you kind of get trapped a little bit in like your time era. I don't know. Yeah, and then no. I'm like. Do <laughs> yeah. you really? And do. so then all these new people are coming, and you're like, "Who are these people?" But it's like obviously, there's gonna be new people. <laughs> it's so hard. I like don't keep up, and it was so funny because yeah, I had a moment. This was a while ago too, but I was like, I know I've been out of mainstream too long. When I see a zero tolerance Mike Quasar release, and I don't know one person on the DVD. Like, yeah, not <laughs> one. It's th- that. You nailed it right there. That's exactly the feeling. <laughs> like I'm looking at the Zero Tolerance DVD and I'm like, I don't recognize any of these names. Yeah. So uh, yeah. th- that's how I haven't been in LA in a while. And, you know, it's just like, it's kind of just like at this point, it's more stress too for me, you know, um, being mm-hmm. that I'm more like, I've always been kind of removed from the whole like LA 
portion of it. Yeah. Like I love I love going out there and I loved the companies that I've had a good working relationship with over the years. There's so many directors and yeah. producers that I like respect so much that I've worked with. It's just like man like to go out to LA from the east coast is like a whole ass thing and like to maybe not have a trip go as well as you planned is a whole ass thing and it's like I'm not coming home with as much money as I expect and you know these things just over time it starts to lose its glamour and I don't know if you feel that way but it just it just over time it starts to be like okay like this is fun but like for what yeah yeah and i mean that like what you said is a big part of it to be like like i'm coming out in may and Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to have five scenes over the first like weekish of may so i'm like crossing my fingers because you'll get booked you'll buy your plane ticket you'll go out there and then like all that has to happen is one girl decides to not show up that day or one girl cancels and they can't get a replacement and then it's like you took this whole trip and you know you're flight back is on that day so then but then all this other stuff fell through so now you're not making as much as you thought you would I mean it's just like such a thing and then you know I've had it before or even in like Vegas where like I last minute I was moving out here to Illinois which is a huge deal very like expensive and time consuming but this girl really wanted to do a trade with me and I was like all right I'm gonna go get tested just to do this scene with you to do as trade because you like reached out to me and I'm like, I'm down. I'm trying to like get content before I leave too or whatever. And then I shit you not, dude, like I'm starting to get ready and we're texting and it's all going to work out. And then like an hour into me getting ready and she's like, I have to cancel. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing to me, dude? Like, cause the test was like 200 and something dollars. And then, I would have paid like I that see like that's like to me it's such a yeah it's like if you tell the person like I'm just getting tested for the shoot and then they cancel on you it's like they should pay you for your test agree and and I'm I'm not even lying actually the last time I went to to um Illinois I was going to do trade with this girl and I ended up having some shit happened. I couldn't get to testing in time. I couldn't do it. I literally like told her, you know, and she was just like, okay, like whatever. And I knew she had gotten tested just for that shoot. So then when, when I saw her, we had, we were booked for a bondage producer, like besides mm-hmm. the trade. And when I saw her, I literally just yeah. handed her her money for her test. And I was like, here, I just want you to take this. Cause I feel like an asshole for not. And she was like, Oh my God, like you don't have to. And I was like, I just want you to take it. Cause like, I am not trying to be flaky and I just didn't have the time to test and like whatever. And she was like, Oh, like, but that's like how it, you know, it's like, if I knew somebody got tested for just our thing and yes. like, I, I had to, whatever reason I was, the reason it wasn't going to happen anymore. Like I would just give them the money. Cause I feel like a dick and it's yeah. like, you know, not a lot of people have that mutual like respect. And it's just like, that's, yeah. you know, I, that's the I call problem. it integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or that's a integrity. great way. Yeah. You know, or the same thing with like, you know, it's a s- similar thing, but well, f- first of all, before I move forward, I just want to say like, you almost made me cry. Like that is amazing. Aww. The fact that you were like, <laughs> the fact that you were like, I just gave her the money and I said, no, you take it. I'm like, this well, it was, it was like people I, out there. Listen, this is the level of integrity you want to have. Like, honestly, I have to like give props to my partner for that because I was talking to him about the situation. He was like, yeah, well, yeah. you should probably pay them for it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should like they honestly kind of yeah. pointed it out. But I was in my head. I already felt really cool. bad. I felt bad. You know, of I was course. like, oh my god. Of course. And then when they said that, I'm yeah. like, yeah, 
that, that makes sense. I should just give them the money. So I just did it because like That's nobody would ever good. do. Nobody's ever done that for me. So I'm like, dude, like she was Damn. probably like she was probably stoked because I don't think this is a person that like needed to be to be tested otherwise. Like I don't think they do a lot yeah, of like exactly. work. They're like more of a fetish yeah. model, so I was yeah. just like, "Dude, I'm gonna give you the money because that's my bad." It's you know, yeah. it's different, and I think circumstantially, that's how it matters too. Like that was like a mess up of yes. like, I had some shit go down. I couldn't get to testing in the day that I needed to. It wasn't gonna work out timing wise if I went the next day. So it was like, yeah, that was literally my bad. It's like different if somebody gets sick or yeah. whatever. It's like you know, I'm not gonna be oh, like totally. If you're totally. sick, I'm not going to be like, "Yo, you owe me money," and yeah. I would never, hey, I would never, money. I would never ask that of anybody. Anyways, you know, I just Damn. thought, I just thought in my head, like, okay, this is my, this is my bad, and I'm going to make up for it. You know, there's never, yeah. I never have any expectations of anybody necessarily. Like, of course, you know, you should, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. That's how building, that's how you no. get disappointed. So it's like, exactly. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, thank you, thank you yeah. for saying no. That. It's- and I, I feel the same way, you know, I think there's a lot of people, well, I don't think, I know, because I have, you know, fans complain to me about this all the time, or I see it on Twitter, or in in my custom video, like emails back and forth with customers sometimes. They pay girls money to produce a custom for them, and then they just ghost, or they just, like, keep saying, like, yes, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, just keep waiting, and then they keep saying that until they just stop saying that. And then the customer never gets the video they paid for. Like, to me, I don't look at that as like, oh, that's just a silly thing models do sometimes. It's like, no, that's thievery. That's robbing. Yeah. That's stealing no, from someone. That's- if, you, if you promise to give someone a product, they gave you money for that product and you didn't give it to them, that's, that's theft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, it's, the- yep. it's theft you're totally going to get away with. Like, you're never going to get in trouble for it. But it's nope. like, does, I, I'm just like, what kind of human being do you want to be on this planet? Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> that's me yeah. though, I guess. <laughs> I know. No, I agree. I agree. I've definitely, I've had before where like people have messaged me and been like, hey, like I've forgotten about a custom. <laughs> Have you ever had yeah. that happen where somebody is like, "Hey," and you're like, "Oh my god!" Well, but like I, I, I lost the email. Like I lost track of the email, so I just like flew so, out of my brain. And then they're like, like "What about yeah. that custom?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, sorry." You're like mort- <laughs> you're right. mortified. Yeah, I can't yes, imagine. Totally. I can't imagine just like never intentionally even, never giving yeah, somebody. You know, like. Like, I would never, ever intentionally do that, you know? It's like, yeah. it's just bad for like, business. It's just bad for business, too. Like, you're going to, like, why would, yes. why would you why, want to You want customers, right? Yeah, right. totally. And right. and I'm like, that's because I'm also like, you're not only are you giving yourself a bad name, which you may or may not give a fuck about, but like you're giving us all a bad name because some of those emails are like, I don't know, like I want to get a custom from you, but I've been ripped off by this person, this person, this person. So I really don't want to because I'm afraid. And I'm like, that's totally reasonable. But like, it's not going to be me, but I understand. But that's the thing is like a couple of bad apples and then all of us look bad. No, they don't trust any of us anymore to they make do what it, we yeah. say we're going to do. And yeah. They make it, they make it harder. Is, and I also feel like as sex workers, like we already have the world fucking hates us. They think we're like despicable pieces of shit that we don't deserve to like take control of our own lives, all this stuff. And so it's like, you're just giving us a worse and worse name and we don't need any more hate, you know? <laughs> right. 
Like, right. We already get so yeah. much of it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Point, finger point, fingers pointed at our industry a lot, and yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. not not a good look to to do that. But it's also like you know, it's like you would hope that that wouldn't happen from like very reputable people, right? Like those those people, yeah. who do, the girls who do that in, the, in our industry, I feel like are burn and turn people that aren't going to be around for long because people are going to see through their yeah. shit. And they're exactly. like, okay, well, you're not you're not going to succeed in this industry if you're just in it to kind of screw the customer base over, you know, like, totally, it's not, yeah. not, not going to work out for you. Like people are going to realize no. that pattern and, and you're not going to be successful. So at the yeah. end, in the end, end of the day, they're harming themselves more than they're harming anybody. And yeah, totally. and, and definitely, definitely making the rest of us look bad at their expense. But yeah, at the same time, yeah, yeah. And I'm always just like, if someone paid me for something and it turns out I can't do it or it's taking too long, and I'm just like, I don't even want to anymore. I just give them their money back. Like I'm yeah, just like, take it. Yeah, or if they're being like more and more picky and picky, and then send me like another email and another one, and another nope. one. Oh, could you also nope. add this? Could you also do that? What about? Could you do this too? Nope. I'm just like, you know. I can tell this is not going to be nice for me. So I'm just, here's your money back. Yeah, <laughs> Don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> Again, like, like this is not going to be worth my mental energy. Like I'm not, that's yeah, it. I'm not going to do it. it. Yeah. I, I totally <laughs> understand. I've, I've had to turn things down at times just because like people will be like, can I get this five minute video? And then they send you a script that's like four pages and you're like, wait, <laughs> yes. but, like, wait a second. So what you want me to do here is within five minutes, you want me to do a sexy slow strip, talk to you about XYZ fetish, take a dildo, put it inside of me, then show a close up of my badge, then do this, then and I'm like, oh, in five minutes? Oh, in five oh, in five minutes. So like super right. speed through all these things. Right. Like you're just being a cheap idiot like that's not how that works it's because you don't want to pay for a full 10 minute video for a 10 minute Uh video content and that's the shit that i will be like i'll either just straight up say i can't do this in that amount of time or i'll just say like no i don't think this is gonna work because you're already kind of seemingly maybe maybe you don't see it this way because you're just naive to it (laughs) but you're already you're already trying to take advantage of me and i'm just like yes I see through that and I'm like, I'm not yes. doing that, you know, like, yeah. so, and, and mm-hmm. sometimes people will say, oh, like, that's fine. Like, can you do it? Can you do a 10 then? And people will a lot of yeah. times, like, it's not to speak to every single person. I deal with a lot of people that are like, oh, sorry, like, that makes sense. Can we do a 10 minute yeah. instead? Not everybody, not everybody is that way. But like at times I'm like, I see what you're doing. Like I see that you're trying to get a two minute, (laughs) you're, you're trying to get a two minute video when it should be a 10 minute video. Like, what do you do? I, I, I did one the other day that was literally a two minute video and it was like, it was like, say say all this basically I had to say a bunch of shit and then I had to talk about a bunch of shit and then I had to literally show a close-up of my badge and then I had to show a dildo in my badge and then and I'm like this is a two-minute video and I'm all I'm doing this because it's already paid for and I already agreed to mm-hmm. it but like yeah. why did I, why did I <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. I should have made him get a five-minute minimum because that's crazy yeah and- you know, and, that's what I was doing that at one point, making a, people only get a minimum amount of minutes per video. Like, I'm not going to do anything yeah. less than five. But then sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll run like specials or be like, whatever, I'll do I'll do a two minute video if it's like something that's easy and worth it, like whatever. But 
but yeah stuff like that that i'm just like kind of like internally rolling my eyes out like all right yes. i'll do i'll do this really fast and if it's what you want it's probably gonna it's probably gonna come out weird and that's what you it's want it's gonna look weird but that's what you wanted so that's what you're getting then i guess yeah totally. and, they, and and you know what they still probably love it so it's fine that's fine. <laughs> they probably love it. I'm just like over here, like okay, whatever. But they're probably like greatest video ever. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely <laughs> those times when like I finish a custom and I'm like, damn, I tried my best, but like I don't think that was very good. And I send it to the customer and I don't say shit. And then they write back and they're like, they're like, sin. I think that was the best video I've ever seen. <laughs> just like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> Didn't I? I. Um, I I like have a, a, a memory of like one of the last times that we saw each other. I think I did mm -hmm. a custom for you. I did a custom for you through one of your clients of like me self ball busting. Yes. Yes, you if did. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, and I you had you had the dick on and you were like punching your dick and like punching your balls and twisting them and stuff. Yes. And and I think that was one of those times where he sent an email back, like, this is one of this is great. He loved it, remember? Yeah. <laughs> remember oh, you yeah. like oh yeah. You like screenshot the email and sent it to me like the custom and I was of like, course. Oh great. That's yes. so funny. Well, I I love it. Yeah, I have to say for me, like, I, I will chase down those customers after a custom. I'm like, you need to tell me how you liked it. Like, <laughs> because the feedback that I get is, uh, it's so important to me. And also it's part of what, like, keep, it's part of what, like, sustains me and, like, keeps me going. When someone writes back and they give me, like, this really amazing review, I'm just like, thank God, you know, I am making people happy with what I do. I'm doing it well. Like, that makes yeah. me feel really good. So, like, of course, it's nice to be able to make a living. Like, that's wonderful. But... But the really fulfilling stuff is the people are so happy with what you've done. The really fulfilling stuff is how you've made them feel, you know, like right. brought them some joy, right. brought them some peace and some some fun and some happiness and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So super love rewarding. That. Very rewarding. So whenever I get, whenever, yeah, whenever I work with or shoot somebody else and they write me back and tell me that the other person was great and did a really awesome job, I'm like, you need to see this. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I love, I love getting like the good reviews. I'm always like, mm -hmm. it's like a hair flip moment. Like, oh, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you yeah. are, you, let, let me just sing your praises one more time. Like you're so good at the acting part. You, you just, you understood what he was going for and you fucking nailed it. And like, I just. I admire that. I love it. You're just, thank I hope you. you do this for a long time because I always want to work with you if I can. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're just one of those people too that's like so easy to work with. You make it easy and fun and we love that. Good. Thank you. That that makes me feel <laughs> very good to hear because like, you know, you, you know, it's just nice. It's nice to be, yeah. you know, and I feel the same way about you. It's also raising your praises. It's always, it's always lovely oh. to work with you <laughs> and to, to be around you and spend time with you. You're very like all, all around great person and great actress too, of course. I mean, I'm oh. sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you've done some insane, <laughs> insane self ball busting videos. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure you're, you're right up there. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much. All right, so I have a couple of questions that listeners have sent in. You want to answer them with me? Sure. All right. So let's see. I took a brief glance earlier, but uh, we're going to start with this one. It's a little, a little long. 
Hello, Miss Sin. I am coming to you seeking advice. Recently, a girl I have been seeing for some time and I have begun a polyamorous relationship. Given that my work schedule can be crazy at times and not always, I think I think you meant to say, and I'm I'm not always up to being what I can to satisfy all the needs. Though as of now, my schedule is freeing up and allowing some more flexibility. I am wanting to spend some more time and make more of an effort. But I wonder exactly what can I do to either stand out and make our sessions much better or more memorable to her. The sentence structure is a little messed up here, but um, so mm -hmm. sadly, I feel this is an uphill battle given that I'm one man against a session of up to three people in her at once. Oh, but what wow. can I do? Yeah. <laughs> in your experience, what advice would you give for the perfect time together or something new to try on her? From M, he, him. Wow. Wow. Okay. So it's that yeah, that one's a, <laughs> yeah. a lot, a lot to unpack there. Um, mm -hmm. on on that one for sure. Um, yeah. Well, I, <clears throat> I think polyamorous situations, you know, can definitely be tough. I think that there's a lot. I don't know about you, Sin, but like I feel like mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of things I would want to know more specifically about their relationship, right? Like, if how long were yeah. they together before they decided to be poly? Did they go into it being poly? Yeah. So. So not knowing those things is, you know, definitely a That's little bit. The, the unfortunate format that we're working with here for the show. Right. Um, if we it's had like okay. live right. call in, that'd be different, but <laughs> yeah, we got to work that'd with what we sick. got. Right. But I'm right. curious, uh, I don't know why, but ha have you ever been involved in like a poly situation? No, no okay. not. I don't know why I thought maybe you really. Have. I mean, it's like I've been single at times and hanging out with people that are poly sure. that like what you know and like I've yeah. like seen multiple people at once and in a way could have been but I've never really labeled myself that I mm. I've always just think that I might have had a more of a struggle with that myself personally because yeah. you know because it's a little tougher for some people but um of course I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people that oh, are yeah. um Damn. so so i do know enough about it to discuss it a little bit um i oh, mean definitely i think that like there's a lot of ways that you could probably stand out i mean what do you you know like don't you agree like there's probably a lot of ways to make yourself stand out it's just you you gotta kind of figure out what your partner really likes and what they're really mm -hmm. lacking in you specifically um and mm -hmm. And I don't think it's as much of a competition. Yeah. You know, that's, for most. Yeah. That's where I kind of see what I'm reading into this is actually a little more of like insecurity. Like, <clears throat> like this guy agreed to start the poly polyamorous relationship thing and like probably sounds like he's okay with it for the most part. But then, then sounds like due to the fact that he's like, I know she's with all these other people and getting sex from all these other people. Like, how could I possibly live up to that? How could I possibly be as good as that? You know, right. whereas where I, I think that's more of like an internal thing. That's like you feeling like you couldn't possibly. So now right. you're, you're like, well, what can I do to make sure that I am doing that? Yes. Um, which, which, and I don't think that's a bad, certainly not a bad question to ask. Like, what can I do to make sure that I'm pleasuring my partner like yeah that's a, mm -hmm. that's a great thing to ask but right. at the same time you know she chose to be with you 
and she wanted to be with you and then just like open up and have more adventures. But that doesn't mean that she's rejecting you. Yeah, exactly. It has to be coming from a stable mind, you know, a stable spot with your partner. Like, it, it, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely can't. I feel like treating it as a competition rather than looking at it from like a certain playing field could potentially like really ruin your relationship and and drive you away from each other in a in a poly sense so yeah like i think maybe that's like that's something they should do maybe like before anything just like think on if that's something that you authentically like want and can work for you Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i don't think it's i don't think it's inherently for every i don't think it's inherently inherently for anybody just the way that i feel monogamy is not inherently for everybody Exactly. I, I, you know, I do not think that everybody's built to be polyamorous. I don't think everybody's built to be monogamous. I think it's very circumstantial and very individually like defining. Like that's a, that's a, so it could just be that this person we're, we're speaking about, maybe it's not for for them, you know, and that's totally okay too. You just have to evaluate what's best for you and your circumstance and your relationship and yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think all that for sure. Um, just, yeah, just make sure that like your view of this, your attitude towards it isn't like a competition thing. And then the other thing is, is that like it, it sounds, you know, you say you want to spend more time with her and make more of an effort. That, that's just something you can do. It doesn't have to be only in the sex sessions. Um, it just means like figure out her love language and speak it to her. Um, do those things like that's what that's what she would probably be feeling more, more so than just like, oh, let's try this new sex position. And like, that's going to be the thing that makes me stand out against all these other people. It's like that, that's not really what it's about, you know? So I would say, yeah, like when you say wanting to put in more of an effort, it's like making, planning dates, planning special things rather than just like, hey, come over and we're just going to have a a fuck session. Um, Exactly. And yeah, yeah, I feel like it's a mental thing more than just like a sex thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully um, take some of that advice. But, you know, if you're not eating her ass, get to it. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to the second question now. Yeah. Hello, Sin Sage. I'm curious about the cam models area of sex work. I have participated in a few sessions with cam girls on a well-known site, and I have found it so far to be an enjoyable way to have some fun. Is this a safe activity to engage in for consumers? And what advice would you give to someone like me about using this kind of service for sexual fun? Uh, that's from L. He. Him. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's a great question. At first I was a little confused because I was like, is he asking about getting into doing cam modeling? But he's just asking about from a consumer's, customer's point of view. Yeah. Uh, consuming cam model work and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so. that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, first off, I think it's totally safe. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the safety <laughs> issue. Yeah, the absolutely. About the same, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, the only the, the only thing that makes it unsafe is if you are the type of person. Well, it's almost the same as going to a strip club or, or any other type of engaging with sex work. It's like 
what type of person are you? Can you tell when someone's just sort of like scamming you for, for your, you know what I mean? Like, are you going to go and give your entire paycheck to the cam model? Like, are like, you responsible? I guess that's kind of like what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely can't. Yeah. You can't. You just it's like anything else, I guess. You have to like use your better judgment as far as like who yeah. you vibe who you vibe with and like mm-hmm. who you're drawn to, you know, as far as a consumer is definitely, you know, something to to go with and but like pay attention, like you said, like the whole scamming thing can always happen. Um yeah. but it but I think for the most part, if you're going with a well known site and a site that's reputable mm-hmm. and has reputable models on there and whatever you'll be pretty good. And like, like we're, we yeah. touched on earlier about just like, you know, girls scamming people out of videos, there will always be people right. like that. But I don't, I think that's such a small, I think that's a small percentage, hopefully, at least, maybe I don't know. But um, I know, right? Like, I, I feel I, like that too, but I don't know who's out there these days anymore. I have no clue who's out there. I'm just, I guess, speaking yeah. for, for myself. Yeah. And like you, like, I know, but I know more good people in this industry than I know bad, but you know like for real so so yeah i think from a consumer side safety is like good you're good as long as you're using a reputable site and you're you know doing Mm -hmm. the steps the steps the normal steps you should take to make sure you're not being taken advantage of and yeah have fun with it like man private cam to cam sessions are fun i love doing stuff like that yeah same yeah and i mean as as a you know, the question was like, what advice would you give to me about using this for sexual fun? Um, yeah. So I think, I think like with all sexual entertainment, it's just, please understand that there's a line between fantasy and reality. Absolutely. These are not your girlfriends. They're not going to date you. They don't want to fall in love with you. You know, as long as you get the parasocial relationship aspect where you're just like, you know, you know what you're here for, you know what they're here for and you guys have fun together. Like that's, fantastic um and then but yeah so don't don't believe that like it's your girlfriend or you know i mean unless you're paying for the girlfriend experience but then you still shouldn't believe it you should know what's going on you know um as long as you like have that understanding of the difference between reality and fantasy and you're into that the other thing i would say is just like I don't know which site you're working with. So Streamate makes it easy. Like one token is $1, but some of these other sites is like a token is like a nickel. So you're like, here, baby, here's a hundred tokens. And it's like 10, $15 or something. (laughs) But you know what I mean? So it's, you need to understand that on our end. And then, and even then, like, usually we only even make like 40, 40 cents on the dollar sometimes. Um, sometimes even less, only like 30. It depends on the site. So just know that tipping is great, but even when you tip, you know, the models are still not getting 100% of your tips. So just try to keep that in mind. Like if you're trying to be generous to a model, like, you know, 100 tokens on certain sites is not generous. So (laughs) I I think like building off of what you're saying, then like you can also find other ways to support your favorite models yes figure out figure out if they have like other ways they like to be tipped or you know like to be what spoiled or whatever like yeah you know it's like it's not always like our first option to be tipped on campsites like like, everything helps but if you if you have the means to be like is there a different way that i can like tip you or you know help you like definitely go go about that and yeah like 
definitely touching on the it's always a fantasy part and i mean you know just know that like also they're all of your favorite performers are very busy people with very busy personal lives like a lot of you know people are you know so they're not always accessible and they're not always able to answer and they're not always able to get back to things or to things right away you know so just you know keep that in mind when dealing with them as like a consumer side yeah that's great that's a great bit of advice too is just kind of like yeah try not to be super demanding recognize that like we are not sex robots that you just pump money into and then we're there every second that you want to get in touch with us like we're just people with lives and we have lots of projects we're usually working on and stuff like that um but i love that advice about like don't even maybe tip on the site and the other thing is is a lot of times the models can't talk about the other sites so if you're asking her like where else could i tip you she she can get kicked off the site if she says but i'll tell you that's true. <laughs> Go on Google, type in the performer's name that you like and OnlyFans or like yeah. Linktree or whatever, like find all their links and then yep. you can find the other other ways to tip them for um, where they get more percentage, a higher percentage of what you give them. Um, or you can join their OnlyFans for a couple months, which is usually like not that much money. And it's then like that's like $4.99. Yes. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like mine's like $10 a month and I'll still have people yeah. like, oh, I, I, like, I don't know if I'm going to join. I'm like, man, you know, man. Month for 10 bucks. Like, Come on. I only get eight bucks. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny. That's the whole thing. But but so there are lots of other platforms you can use to to show the love and just show the support and like follow them on all their socials. Like because the more numbers we get, you know, it it helps keep us going and you know, it looks good. So yeah. <laughs> there's lots of ways to be supportive of uh, performers and cam models that you enjoy and stuff. So, and then just, you know, be nice, be respectful. Don't say mean shitty things. Don't be demanding. Like just like be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best advice I can offer to anyone. (laughs) A good rule of thumb to have is be a good person for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Cadence. This is fucking great. I love that yeah. nobody else gets to see your beautiful face, but I do. So ah! it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice to see you. And thank you so yes. much for having me. It was so, so much fun to chat with you. Yeah, I really, really hope we um we get to meet up soon. Um, I hope this year you might. Yeah, you might be coming this way sometime this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, link back up with the producers in that area um there's yeah, yeah there's and i i should definitely put i will we'll chat off because there's somebody that should sure, put you sure. in and put you in touch with and stuff and yeah we'll we'll definitely do something soon hopefully this year yeah. um like i said a little bit of a moves moving situation for me but yeah for once sure, that settles sure. we should do mm-hmm. something and it's so good mm-hmm. to see your face i know nobody else can see your face <laughs> just me. <laughs> so, but it's so, nice, so nice to get to chat with you hell yeah so please tell everyone where they can find your stuff and support you yeah so um my twitter is you know that's a good segue to find most of everything from like my only fans to sex panther which is the platform i use a lot to text or call with fans video calls all those things um so my twitter is at the cadence looks pretty simple um 
and you know onlyfans.com slash the cadence lux always answering dms there and um yeah if you search my name on sex panther you probably find me there but if you go to my twitter it's probably the best way so yeah thank you <laughs> awesome everybody please make sure you go find her and follow her and support her and everything she does because she's amazing she deserves it mm. and <laughs> We would love to answer your questions on this podcast about sex, about relationships, about pornography, any questions that you've always been curious about, you can always ask. So send your questions to sinsagepodcast at gmail.com and maybe we will answer yours on the show. Uh, of course, you can always find all my stuff. I'm at SinSage on Twitter. My website is sin-sage.com, onlyfans.com slash SinSage. You know, all the things like that. I just started a TikTok, which I never thought oh, I would no. do. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't. I Listen, I don't have one, and I, I, everybody tells me I should get one, and I'm kicking myself in the ass, but I'm just like, I feel... Like I'm 60 years old when I open TikTok app because I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, girl. Yes. So I actually hired someone to help me because I am That's 60 what I years should do. Old. That's what I should do. <laughs> I really should. I really, I need somebody to take TikToks for me and edit them and upload them and do the do just do it all. Yeah, pretty much. And that that's that's kind of what I got going or at least she's like, "Here, you need to make these." And then I was like, "I can't do this." And then I just started doing it and I was like, "Oh shit, look what I did. I'm look like I made this." I'm going to I'm literally going to go look at your TikTok now. <laughs> so follow follow me there too, y'all, like all the places. And uh, thank you so so much for listening. And all of you get out there and live authentically. Uh -huh.